Hello, welcome to season two, episode one of More Than Sweat. I'm Brooke Benton, your podcast host, and we're kicking off this little show with an excerpt from my new book. The book's called Sweat with Brooke Benton, and it gives you my whole life stories in puns and pieces. I'll be narrating chapter seven, and that's the kettlebell chapter. Each chapter of this book comes with a workout video companion. In addition to kettlebell, there's running, cycling, dance, strength training, kickboxing, step aerobics, hit, bar, yoga pilates, and recovery with a foam roller and five-inch massage ball. I will have you with your jaw on the ground. You are not going to believe these stories. You're going to think that I'm making them up. You're going to be like, there's no way that all of these things happened. But I promise you, hand to heart, it is all true. January 15th is pub day for hardcover and ebook, but you don't have to wait that long to listen to it all on audiobook. It's available at brookbenton.com on audiobook, and all 12 of those workout video companions are also now available for one price at brookbenton.com, $19.99 for all of those 12 workout videos. So pretty good deal, but before we get into selling anything, you need to hear the story. You really do. So with no further ado, I present to you Chapter 7 of Sweat with Brooke Benton. Kettlebell is the fitness modality I am most known for. I got involved with kettlebell training when it was brand new to the American market. Back then, people in Texas thought I was carrying on about how cowbells were about to take the fitness industry by storm. A kettlebell is unique in design because you grip the tool by its U-shaped handle. With a handle grip, the majority of the kettlebell's weight dangles several inches outside of your grip. That is the main way that it differs from a dumbbell. Also unique to kettlebell training is that you use momentum to perform safe swinging exercises. This delivers a triple threat of cardio, strength, and power. With dumbbells, you perform stable, controlled, strictly strength exercises. No momentum, no cardio. That doesn't mean that kettlebell training is superior to dumbbell training. It's like deciding between Van Gogh and Monet. They're both great just different. I was fortunate to be among the first American group of fitness professionals to learn of kettlebell training. Aware that the active aging population was growing, people who had been active all of their lives but now had gotten older and desired high-intensity cardio without impact on the joints, I had a hunch that this high-intensity, low-impact tool was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Fitness folks don't eat much bread, so it was just going to be the greatest thing. I struck while the iron was hot. I took one quick kettlebell workshop to gain a grassroots understanding, applied known biomechanics, and made one of the first five kettlebell DVDs on the market. I was in such a hurry to make a workout video that I skipped the prudent steps of learning the ins and outs. My first workout DVD, Kettlebell, Butts, and Guts, was released in 2008. It was safe. Hand to heart, it is a safe workout, but it was quirkity quirk quirk quirky. I did not lead kettlebell exercises the way Russian gurus coach them. I led kettlebell swings from a squat base as opposed to a deadlift base. For those of you reading this book, you may think, so what? Will it make me sweat and kick my butt? Yes and yes. But for people on blogs and forums, it was kettle suicide. They nitpicked the video to death. Being a first-time video star, I read every review and took every one of them to heart. If I could go back, I probably would have shot the video the same way because, to be honest, a squat-based swing challenges the inner thighs and quads 
far more than a deadlift-based swing, and my market is women and weight loss. The squat-based swing is effective for this, and if done with a light kettlebell, which won't force the lower back into flexion, it's safe. So yeah, I stand by that video. With a grimace at the to-be-expected freshman goofs, I made cheesy jokes over and over. I botched an attempt at saying, don't mess with me in Spanish, and accidentally said, don't molest me. I projected more enthusiasm than Will Ferrell's Spartan cheerleader on Saturday Night Live skits, and I wore a really stupid headband and skort. With the exception of maybe the Spanish, I think you'd agree. Freshman mistakes. There's more to that first video. We actually recorded the whole thing on September 28, 2008. I was happy with it. The cast and crew all executed their parts very well. That is, the cast and crew except the sound guy. The college kid we had running audio let us record the entire video without recognizing that the microphone wasn't feeding through. After all was said and done, the crew broke the bad news to me and asked that I re-record the audio for the full workout video in a post-production voiceover. I, you can't capture the authenticity of a full live workout in a sound booth. We tried. It was disastrous. So I had to pull back in my unpaid cast, Gina Garcia and Kelly Falden, for a reshoot. They weren't thrilled. Kelly told me later that we took a friendship break after the second shoot. That was unbeknownst to me until years later. On October 12, 2008, we reshot the video, but the production crew was annoyed that they had to redo it, so they didn't bring the lights that they did for the first go-round. They brought a guy and a good microphone. We knocked it out, but it was like the third day of snow. You know, the first day of snow, yay, it's snowing! Second, it's still snowing! Third, when are we going to be done with the snow? We got the shoot done, but my performance was so-so. Kelly and Gina were impassive, and there was the whole she squats or swings shade thrown. Still, it was one of only a couple kettlebell videos on the market, and it wasn't the worst of them. We had to hurry and get this video finished because I had booked a booth to sell the video at the Dallas Marathon Expo in early December 2008. The event was the urgent thing that made us rush post-production. I ended up selling one DVD at that expo hall. The cost of the expo hall booth, insurance, carpet, drayage, staff, banners, and promotional flyers had my head spinning. This video idea was seeming to be as foolish as my senior prank plan to put mallard ducks in the high school cafeteria. I thought this first video would be my last. Fate, or rather Petra Kolber, had other plans. Petra is a living legend in workout videos. She's also the author of the amazing book, The Perfection Detox. Get a highlighter, read the book. I read it once every year. Petra and I had been friends for a long time. I called her up and let her know that I had made a kettlebell video. That's great, she cheered with authentic positivity, very Petra of her. Actually, I told her, I really could stand some advice. Will you watch it? She was happy to give it a look, and I dropped the video in the mail. Petra got back to me no time later with words that moved the road closure sign out of my path. Brooke, she said, it's not great, but there's so much potential here. You cannot stop with this. Petra took me under her wing, connected me with all the right people for video production, music, graphic design, set design, and she served as artistic director on my second DVD, Cardio Pump Fusion. I wanted to title that video, More Cardio, Less Lardio, but Petra advised against it. 
Petra put one tile after another in front of me where all I had to do was step forward. She refused to accept payment. Everybody can probably think of one person whose generosity opened unthinkable professional doors for them. For me, it was Petra. I flew to Los Angeles and shot that video while sick with the flu. I had over 103 degree fever. Petra knew I was sick and I gave her permission to stay home. She wouldn't think of it. She showed up early, toting tissues, throat lozenges, Advil, and motivational words that pumped me up before we rolled film. Sickness is temporary. This video is forever. Are you ready? With a nod and a blow of mucus into a tissue, I was. We rolled. After filming, I jumped on a plane to Dallas where Daniel drove me directly to the ER. I was given Tamiflu and recovered days later. Cardiopump fusion lives on. I still squatted my swings, but it was a very good video. That video got me on the map as a workout video star. It led to some endorsements. To this day, Cardiopump Fusion remains my top-selling workout DVD. Still, naysayers were ringing the alarm. She squats her swings! I used the troll's criticism as feedback for improvement. I drank the Kool-Aid and became part of the hard-style Dragondor kettlebell cult they were all referencing. I sought out education from Pavel Tatsulin, the modern king of kettlebells, a former Soviet Special Forces physical trainer who brought kettlebell training from Russia to the United States. I achieved Dragondor's RKC, Russian Kettlebell Challenge, certification in 2011. It was the highest regarded kettlebell credential at the time. In 2013, Strong First Gira Level 2 certification commenced. It was a wildly ambitious Giddy Veek feather in the cap. Giddy Veek is Russian for kettlebell lifter. The feats of strength to pass this certification were so grueling that I trained harder than I have for anything in my life, and I did so with a nine-month-old. I lost weight to be sure I fit in the lightweight category. I one-armed strict-pressed a 40-pound kettlebell, one-third of my body weight. Men are required to do it with half their body weight. I performed a Turkish get-up with a 36-pound kettlebell. I did five repetitions of 53-pound clean-and-jerks. I let nothing stop me from getting the ungettable kettlebell lifter title and did so while slapping on a nursing cover and breast pumping in public every three hours during the three-day event. Now, haters can and do say a lot of foul things about me, like they don't like my shoes, the repetitive word y'all, my obnoxious energy, I'm too skinny, and the list goes on. But what they cannot say is that I'm not an expert in the kettlebell arena. I wrote a textbook, became a faculty member for SCW Fitness Education, and traveled the world leading kettlebell education. And I deadlift my swings.